0: You
1: are listening to Country Square Radio. Welcome, Country Square
0: Radio. I'm Bo, and I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Hey, man. How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> your voice is just at this lower octave, and yeah. and, and, and it's just kind of weird. Yeah. 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 I'm. Are, you it's, know. Are you okay? You taking
1: your vitamins and stuff? You don't. You didn't go have the. Uh, coronavirus or no i don't i don't think so (laughs) knock on wood on that one no i'm doing good man i'm I'm doing well i think it's just uh i don't know you know it's it's one of those kind of easygoing type of days Mm. where you know you, you had you had a good night's sleep good breakfast, you know, kind of ready for the day. But the thing is, man, I don't know about you. This year has been a busy one for me. Like work has been already. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's increased uh, substantially. There's been a lot going on. We've had some really exciting things going on with kind of the, the, the new stuff in the show and all that kind of great stuff and some new series that we absolutely love and getting the feedback from listeners and all that kind of good stuff. And so just really, really exciting things, but just busy things. And so you know, today it's it's interesting. Today we're we're doing a tobacco talk, yeah, which of course is is a fun one for me because I get to be like, I get to sit in the like the front of the class, right? You know, like everybody's <laughs> sitting there, and then we got we got you as the the professor, the aged professor. Uh, well, not that aged, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm aged. Oh, Today's actually my birthday. I, I didn't know if we were gonna uh, say that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little more but aged. We go and can say that. All yeah. right, it's your birthday. It's so my birthday. It's a little bit more aged. A <laughs> little bit more aged. And so you got you got your pipe in hand. you you've got your you know dusty chalk because you wouldn't use use like a projector or like a like one of no, those like um, mar- felt markers or something what, like on no, a whiteboard. don't they have like touch boards at this point where they yeah, like you know, I, I don't know because i'm a chalkboard guy do you remember when they started introducing <laughs> smart boards into the classroom yeah i thought it was witchcraft yeah it was weird yeah. anyway point is you got the <laughs> dusty chalk you got the green with the dusty chalk and everything yep. and you sit up and you got two tobaccos on their table and you're about to educate us mm. about these tobaccos in all fairness it's reviews professors probably need to a little bit more scientific and you're going to be highly subjective so exactly. it, it is what it is that's what i do yes <laughs> but it's going to be good but of course this uh podcast country squire radio could not be made possible without the amazing support of our patrons over at patreon.com slash country squire radio there you can join the international pipe club and want to encourage you to do it uh those folks there are the reason why we get to do what we do here so uh, thank y'all so much for your support of the show and we are so happy to bring you this episode the the classic the goods the reason you come to a pipe podcast is for some pipe tobacco reviews. And John David, you got the pipe tobacco today. You ready for this, man? I am. I'm excited. Uh, of course, this
0: is kind of our bread and butter, right? It's like, well, you're gonna have a pipe smoking podcast, and you know, nowadays we talk about you know literature and shaving and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, let's let's bring
1: it home. Oh, right? We got to bring it home. We got to yeah. touch. Me. I hope you didn't flake out on this one.
0: Oh well, I, I may have, Bo. Oh oh. I think I kind of flaked out. You flaked out. I think I flaked out flaked a little out bit. Flaked out a bit. Because <laughs> so lame, so lame. Because today we're going to talk about a couple of flake tobaccos. Yeah. And, um, and and what, these what? are not some of the more prominent ones on the market.
1: So so let's let's do this. I mean I think it's you know since, since we do have kind of a, a consistency between these two tobaccos for yeah. a newer pipe smoker. What is flake tobacco? Like? Yeah,
0: great question. That you know, obviously we've covered before, but it's good to revisit flake tobacco. Gosh, how where where do I start? Right, <laughs> Fla- flake tobacco. All right, here goes the professor. Flake, flake, flake tobacco. <laughs> Let me pull out my mid Atlantic accent and uh, see <laughs> if I can. <laughs> I flake tobacco. Say, um, we flake tobacco is where whole leaf tobacco has been pressed together into a giant brick that accomplishes several things but mainly what it's accomplishing is helping those flavors of the different leaves to age quicker mm. and to marry up so that the flavors are more consistent and nuanced and interesting. Okay. And so they're pressed into this big brick, the whole leaf, not shredded tobacco, but whole leaf, pressed into a big brick, aged or, you know, maintained under pressure for a certain amount of time and then sliced into these flakes and the flakes the purpose of the flake is simply for it to be easy to to consume easy easy to prepare and to load into your pipe and so you know if it affects the loading process but does it affect the burning process it it does less intentionally though it it does but less intentionally the uh, the convenience of the flake versus a plug so so when you when you take all these whole leaf tobaccos and you put them in this big press and you you know press them down and you in this plug it we call it a plug, right? Big, you got this big <laughs> block, right? And then we take the plug and we slice it into flakes. And the flakes really are just for the ease of consumption. And so Gotcha. Some people prefer a plug because the plug can stay fresher a little longer. And it's also easy to take a plug of tobacco and either chew on it, to be honest with you, or just throw the plug itself into a rucksack or backpack or whatever. And you can just carve off a little piece here and there when you're ready to consume it. But flakes are essentially what we've done is we've pressed whole leaf tobacco and we've let it age and marry up. And now we're slicing it and we're taking those slices. And it's an easy way to consume this tobacco that's been kind of processed in this manner you know, they tell the old stories about tobacco leaving the new world, heading back to Great Britain. And, and, you know, they put, they put the tobacco in the bottom of the boat and then they put all the cargo on top of the tobacco. And by the time it, you know, the tobacco tastes one way when it leaves Virginia, but when it gets to, to the UK, you know, it, it's got this more interesting flavor. It's like, well, what happened to it? And and the, the answer there, if, if, you know, the story could well be apocryphal, but the, the answer there is that time and pressure happened right, to that right, tobacco, right, right. right? And so you've got this tobacco that's been, sitting in the bottom of this kind of probably hot sweltery environment it's a lot of things have been laid on it so it's compacted and then and then it sat there like that for about you know four months or however long it took to get from one ocean you know one shore to the other and, and so that's the concept and, and you know somehow they learned that man that makes tobacco taste better and well let's intentionally do that and and they did Well, that right. random ballpark yeah four months yeah sure what yeah four four yeah, I don't months know, whatever i mean well you know <laughs> They swam or whatever. You swim from, you know, Boston to, you know, Dublin, Ireland or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's... (laughs) There you go. There's your crash, course in, your crash course in flake tobacco. And that is a
0: crash course. Yeah. That's like a 30,000-foot view devolves into a crash course. Yeah. So that,
1: that's what you get. Yeah. Right. So our there ships have crashed on the shore of,
0: these two, flake of these two flake tobaccos. Of these two flake tobaccos. The first one we're talking about is from one of the best pipe tobacco manufacturers in the world who uh, I love and respect uh, very much so. And that is Mac Barron, and it is their Virginia flake. Now, yeah, okay. you know, it's funny... Mac Barron obviously makes a lot of very well-known tobaccos and very highly sought-after tobaccos. And, you know, Virginia fans are pretty particular they've got their favorites right you've got these virginia smokers and and you just know what their favorites are and their favorites you know we they always rise to the top there's the there's the capstan and there's the the peterson flake and there's orlick and there's you know what those flakes that you think of is like the you know full virginia flake you've got the, the kind of uh mount rushmore of uh you know of virginia flakes that are there but then there's these other flakes that just don't have quite as much celebrity they don't have quite as much press they're they're great flakes like uh, ones i'm interested in that folks have uh, heard about before uh, macbain modern virginia is another one the Vowen uh, Tobacco Number Fourteen Virginia Flake uh, mm-hmm, yeah. is something that we hadn't talked about in a while, but you know these are kind of off the beaten path ones that you know if the folks if folks smoke them it's just not quite as well known you know and, and it's funny because MacBaron Virginia Flake is one of those tobaccos it's kind of you know it it's a MacBaron obviously is incredibly well known they make some of the best selling blends in the world but their Virginia Flake is not particularly you know it's not one of those that constantly rises to the top of the best selling list kind of thing so it's kind of interesting so i thought we'd talk about it a little bit it's a it's a different take on a flake it's a it's a good tobacco and comes in a neat little can the traditional can that the mac baron 10 comes in it's it's not round it's not square it's rectangular and, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of a
1: small rectangle. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Can we talk about the, just the Mac Baron kind of branding and, and 10 arts. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So yeah. we did, we did the three, our top three earlier this year, right? Yeah. Where we were talking about, you know, the, um, our, our choices and we alluded to the fact that there's some not great 10 art out there. Yeah. Let me talk about Mac Baron. They fall into a weird place because they're, they're so established, that you know A Mac Baron 10 For one thing That's just the logo yeah. is kind of
0: like Just you know It's, it's just there It's just it's there the crest The two lions
1: Exactly And you do generally Have kind of the Textured lions In the background yeah. You know over So it's not just like Here's a color It is here's a color But it's here's a color With like the overlaid screen, like Print behind it Exactly kind of Like
0: a shadow Watermark type thing
1: So it's kind of nice There's there's a it's, it's one of these things Like even that bit of effort Is kind of not needed By Mac Baron Yeah And yet it's appreciated But it is subtle Yeah And so it's it's an It files into an interesting place They will never be i think i don't think i will ever find a mac baron 10 where i'm like this is my favorite 10 art or this is <laughs> or this is how i would recommend somebody presents their pipe tobacco mac baron gets away with it because they're mac baron and they've been around long enough they've got kind of the established At the same brand. time though yeah. it's not bad I'm not, not, I'm not necessarily saying it's bad. It's not bad. It's just not standard. It's down. plain. It's plain. It's plain. And for a, and for newer, them, it works.
0: For them, it works. And because they're a Mac newer, Baron. they don't have to have flashy artwork. Exactly. They just don't.
1: But for somebody who's smaller, like a small batch type of pipe tobacco, like somebody who's looking to like make a name for 10, themselves, 10, 10. Right. you can't. You can't do. You can't, you can't look do this. to this. And I feel like a lot of people they look to kind of the big boys and be like, okay, yep. how, how do they do it? And the reality is, is, like, well, they can do it because they've been around. But you can't do it that way. But you can't do it that way. You, <laughs> yeah. you need to actually, like, you know, find, find a way to stand out. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, it's just one thing I think it's worth acknowledging uh, because you can't really talk about the MacBaron 10 art without just kind of acknowledging they, they have a general style across all of their 10 It's very simple, yeah. it's consistent, and I think it's good looking. Uh, uh, it's, it's you know, it's Mac Baron. It's simple. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's just, it, and it works. You're the one that made fun of me for liking the Escudo tin art, which literally is no tin art. So that's my point. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you're, <laughs> you're right. So anyway, uh, Mac Baron, you know, they make obviously beautiful uh, products and stuff. And I, and I love every time you get a Mac Baron tin and you open it up, there's that gold foil that's in there, oh, particularly yeah. if it's a flake, and it just. God, just, it, it's just so... You're such a sucker for that. I am, <laughs> you know I mean? you just feel like You feel like you did something really good and you right. got a present for it. You know right. what I mean? It's like, you, here's your reward. I love it. So Virginia Flake from Mac Barron. Uh, I'm going to read the description from Mac Barron's website because I think it, it describes it well. It's a little lengthy, which is kind of rare for uh, 10 descriptions, actually. It's kind of refreshing that they've actually provided this much information. But it says, quote, Virginia Flake is a tobacco with a unique character that gives... Gives unparalleled pleasure. As a flake tobacco, it's one of its inherent qualities is that it burns slowly and evenly, uh, leaving you with the pleasure of doing nothing but sitting back and enjoying the flavor experience. Virginia Flake contains what many pipe smokers desire, a slow-burning tobacco with sweet, slightly fruity flavor that also tends to gain approval from others close by. It is no surprise that Virginia Flake boasts these qualities. The basis for the blend is found in the raw tobaccos from three different continents, carefully selected according to the qualities that each individual tobacco adds to the blend. As the name suggests, the majority of the raw tobaccos used are Virginia. There are many different varieties of Virginia tobacco, but only certain specific Virginias were carefully selected for this blend, for good reason. The natural sugar content and aromatic substances in the raw tobacco must be 100% harmonized Virginia Flake to deliver the unique, special experience that can only be found in this blend. To complete the new blend, a few different specially selected burley tobaccos are added. The blend is pressed according to a time-honored tradition. Flake tobacco is like fine wine. If nature's raw materials are not allowed sufficient time to develop and mature, the result is less than optimal. That is why the production of flake tobacco is a Time consuming and costly process, albeit one that is essential to bringing out its best qualities. Virginia Flake is exquisite enough to be considered a connoisseur's tobacco. Smoking a good tobacco is not something reserved for the privileged few. Virginia Flake can be enjoyed by all pipe smokers. This blend is a special blend because we use great care and experience to choose special tobaccos, craft them into a blend that brings out the best in what nature has already provided. Flake tobacco is not intended for a quick smoke. It has been created for conscious enjoyment.
1: I like that. Yeah.
0: Um, Just the process of correctly filling your pipe with this exquisite tobacco raises your expectations and Virginia Flake certainly delivers. Okay. So, so we read all that from Mac Barron and of course, you know, you love the people that write this kind of stuff and, and appreciate them for making it, you know, sound so special. And, and it is a lot of care goes into these kind of tobaccos. And, and there's a reason that some flake tobaccos are more expensive than other tobaccos. I mean, there, there's a, you know, you, you get some of these Mac Bear and Flake tins and you're like, wow, that's almost 40, 50% more expensive than some of their other tins. And uh, and there's a reason for that. They've put a lot of care into this. With Virginia Flake, as they admit, it's not a Virginia Puro, <laughs> as it were. It, <laughs> it's uh, This is not solely Virginia tobacco. They very intentionally included a little bit of burley in this tobacco to give it some body and kind of round it out. But this is a mostly Virginia tobacco. They, they kind of, keep their cards close to their chest when they describe the Virginia varietals that are included in here but uh, they do say it's from three continents and of course we can kind of assume we're you know we're probably thinking okay well there's there's got to be some African leaf in there and there's most likely some South American leaf in there and that leaves you know either some parts of East Asia or the United States and yeah we'll take a stab and say it's probably the United States and mm-hmm. so maybe Canada or you know but North America and so anyway uh, you've got these varietals from across the world, and it it it's an interesting tobacco. This tobacco, when you pop it open, as most MacBaren flakes are, when they come out of the tin, it's the moisture is just just about right. Sometimes people will tear the flake apart and let it sit just a little bit. That's my experience with this particular tobacco. When you light and load this tobacco. You know, they even mention like loading a flake tobacco is part of the fun of it and part of the, you know, the ritual of it. And, and also it, you know, heightens the expectations of the actual smoke when you do that. But when you tear it apart and load it, you just need to, you know, be very intentional about, uh, you know, how you're, how you're putting the leaves in there and how much pressure you're putting on the tobacco when it enters the pipe. This tobacco in some ways is, is just identical to a lot of other flake tobaccos in that in that sense and so you'll just have to get your rhythm down if you're not used to smoking flake tobacco if you're like me uh, you'll tear it entirely apart uh, until it looks similar to ribbon cut tobacco, and then and then you'll load it. <laughs> I mean, if not for all the flavor benefits, entirely defeating the point. <laughs> right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, I just I've never been able to. You right. know, as I've admitted before on air, I've just never been able to be that fold and stuff guy. Right. You know right, the guy right, that right. takes the flake of tobacco and just folds it into you know a couple of quarters, kind of over on itself, and then you know shoves it in a pipe and and is able to light it and keep it lit without torching his tongue. Uh, I I can't do that. I yeah. just can't. Never been able to. Do do that. So, one thing about flake tobacco, though, even when you tear it apart, even when you rub it apart to create something that will load in your pipe, it still burns differently. It's not, you'll never get it back to just a regular ribbon. You know, ribbons, cube cut or whatever, you know, ribbons or, you know, more chopped tobacco, they they just burn differently and yeah. and flakes always burn slowly they always burn in these little chunks they kind of you have to make sure they line up just right to kind of cross-pollinate so the flame will consistently go through the bowl and and for me that's part of the fun of of a flake tobacco so but you do sip them you do smoke them slowly and they'll reward you because they have so much flavor so one thing about virginia is that you know obviously they've got bright leaf in here there's some matured tobaccos we there's probably a little bit of kind of those uh, oily uh, red redder leaves in here that have more of a plummy consistency to it but on average what you're tasting in this Virginia flake is on the brighter side you know I think there's reasons that this tobacco as good as it is doesn't kind of rise to the top in certain virginia smokers minds you know what mm. i mean when you mm. it, it it doesn't major in those virginia superlatives that i think folks are looking for when they think of grassy hay-like naturally sweet tobaccos particularly in this flake form i, I think it just is is a little it's different enough to kind of help you know people just shy away some i don't know if it's the content of the burley which gives it more of a nuttiness there is a little sourness to this tobacco and I don't know necessarily where that comes from. It's obviously not from the introduction of you know pareek or some type of Orientals or anything. And but th- there is a, this essence of just a little, a little sour bitterness in this mm. tobacco that I think you know at least for me comes out at least at least when I reach for this tobacco, I think to myself, is that what I want to taste right now? And uh, and that's not always the case. So oh, yeah. uh, kind of interesting. Some people with this tobacco do taste a little, a uh, little added sugar. That is so subjective. I, you know, I just don't know. And obviously, these tobacco manufacturers don't put on there if it if it does include that or not necessarily. Uh, this is treated as a non-aromatic tobacco. I would certainly. Put it in a non-aromatic category, but there might be a small topping here or there to make the tobacco a little a little less, you know, rough on, around the edges. So on average, you know, this particular tobacco for Mac Barron, it's a great Virginia flake. It's something different. It's something, you know, they bring to the table that even though it has a very simple name to fill a simple part of the tobacco category shelf you know it's it's different from other things on the market it's a little more full-bodied probably the content of that burley just brings a little more of a nutty bready flavor into the mix that you don't normally get you know with other virginia flakes but it's a good tobacco and something that i think uh you know folks that like a virginia flake should put in their rotation to to mix it up occasionally if you're gonna be new to virginia flakes i would not start here steer clear i would not start here yeah. I, I would i would start with one of the uh, more usual suspects and maybe maybe throw this in in the mix if you wind up getting into it uh, down the road
1: what would you consider uh, just usual suspects what would you consider the usual suspects? Uh,
0: yeah way? everyone knows i'm a sucker for orlick yeah. I, you know i just smoke a, a ton of it you could do Obviously, uh, Capstan Blue is a favorite. Okay. You could do Samuel Gay with uh, Full Virginia Flake. Oh, yeah, or, of course. You know, any of those guys. Okay. So. But
1: not necessarily... Well, the question is, that what about this next one? Where does that stack into the entry level versus more advanced? Yeah, and I, I would
0: put this on the more advanced side as well. Okay.
1: So the next one, yeah, I would also
0: put it in this more... More advanced category. It's not something that if you're new to flake tobaccos, I would start out with. It's not something if, if you're new to Virginia tobaccos, I would start out with. This is, it's a tobacco that you ought to probably, probably build up to a little bit, but it's a very good tobacco. And it's something that's interesting. When you th- hear the word Savinelli, you don't think tobacco. No. You think pipes. You think pipes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you think of, you know, obviously some of the best pipes in the world, very, they've got stuff all over the map. and But you, but you think of high quality pipes, you know, on average. Right, right. And so... On average. On average. Yeah. <laughs> but they also have tobaccos, and we've talked about some of them before. And at some point in the eight year history of our show, we have probably mentioned this tobacco at, at some point. But today we're going to talk about Brunello flake from Savinelli, ah uh, Brunello. Folks get this mixed up with Saint Bruno Flake sometimes, which is a MacBaren product. Brunello Flake is its own own tobacco. It's uh, it's a Savinelli product. I think these are made for them actually in Germany. They may be made by Kohlhaas. I, I can't remember to be honest with you, but oh, um, I
1: remember them. I believe I made the Duhaskmesh Yeah, like back then. I think I think you did. That. You know, like, when all of a sudden, like, a joke jumps in your mind, like, wait a minute, deja vu. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We've been down this road before. No, we have.
0: <laughs> Savinelli, they, they have a, you know, a lineup of tobaccos that is really, really good, but they're kind of also, you know, similar to the Mac Barron uh, Virginia flake they you know they're none of them are really at the top of any list you know they they're just they're just not they are kind of off the beaten path a little bit uh, they're fantastic tobaccos in their own right but they're just not um, you know some that folks are it's probably not on most people's top 10 list kind of thing right Brunello flake might be the closest of any of their tobaccos to that though it has a just a, a, a it's a it's unique it's accessible but it's different enough for people to be like, yeah, you know, it's it's just a boutique kind of feeling to it, even though it's made by a big manufacturer. So,
1: well, and it's uh, it's presented a little bit differently from some of their other pipe tobaccos as well. Yeah, and you know, I mean, like that's I uh, I guess that's true of most flake tobaccos. You're gonna, you know, even a um a, you know a, a seasoned or established pipe tobacco manufacturer yeah. uh, that you know for their coin style or you you traditionally see them the coin style it's going to switch to that rectangular when you're when you're talking flake. Yeah. Which which of course makes sense. Obviously there's also the the art itself. You've got kind of layered tobacco leaves in the background with also kind of tobacco leaves scattered about quite nicely around the edges. You've got kind of the 7 s with the two pipes kind of leaning into each other. Above that, and uh, yeah, Savinelli. I mean, it's it's a um, how do I say this? It's it's not it, it's not bad. Like it presents itself well. Yeah, but it, it does at the same time again, you're talking about an established brand, Savinelli. Yeah, now Savinelli is not McBaron in the sense that like it. I would I would argue even though that there is some consistency to an extent with some of their other pipe tobaccos in the way that they're kind of mm-hmm. presented you don't necessarily look at them and instantly think that's a Savinelli pipe tobacco you know well, what you mean? don't yeah and, and a lot a lot of people are surprised they even make pipe tobacco. exactly and I guess that's my point <laughs> which is why yeah. you know I mean like if Sav you know not that I can am sitting in any place to give Savinelli advice or anything like that <laughs> but I mean like I think that Savinelli would but at the same time as being a large established brand maybe not right this space in the same kind of way would actually benefit from taking another Making, approach yeah. to how they present themselves. This is not bad. This is a perfectly fine, you know, ten art. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very, ever since we did that, that top three episode, it's really made me reflective about how different brands present themselves in this space. Mm. I mean, that's always, I mean, that's a theme throughout the show over the last several years. What, especially when we do tobacco talks, it's, yeah. it's something that comes up. But, you know, it's just interesting because, again, Savinelli established brand in pipedom, right, but not necessarily where you go for pipe tobacco. And so I just, you know, at least like mentally, that's not necessarily where you go for pipe tobacco. And in tobacco. some yeah.
0: sense, you feel like they're with the simpleness, the simplicity of, of some of their tin art, you, you almost feel like they're trying to bring their prestige of pipes over into the tobacco part. Well and some of the other ones, but like you know, in this you know one I mean?
1: in Brunello, like this one has a little bit more of that There's a like flair. Flare. Yeah. And so a it's a little flair. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that lack of consistency there. Yeah. I think if you're gonna go with that bold, we are Savonelli and this is our pipe tobacco. Yeah. In kind of that, you know, oh, type way, <laughs> you have to have that <laughs> consistent like across the board. Right. But when it's a little bit more uh inconsistent, you know, then I feel like you got to flare it up a little bit more. Like yeah, they're they're just they're somewhere between, and okay. they're just you got to go with one way or the other. That's just my my tooth sense, and oh, it doesn't great. doesn't impact the pipe tobacco at all, obviously. But I'm just thinking about <laughs>
0: how people engage with it and that sort of thing. As as is part of the you know pipe smoking experience, exactly. there's there's you know weight to that. I mean, you know we we've talked about that a lot. So Brunello Flake, we have here a obviously a Flake tobacco. It's a Virginia Burley. An oriental mixture. From the folks at Savinelli, they say, an impeccably structured blend, Savinelli's Brunello Flake features a foundation of tangy Virginias and cool burning Burleys. A dash of Macedonian leaf is added to round out the mixture and add a hint of the exotic. Uh, the different leaves are then aged as one in order to marry and harmonize flavor prior to being pressed into a tantalizing flake mm-hmm. and uh a little more expensive this uh msrps for around uh, around 20 dollars uh you know you can find it occasionally for uh maybe you know 20 30 off of that depending on the retailer but this is a handsome tobacco it's something that uh when you open up the tin you are you know met with a with a leaf that's uh very very pleasant to look at it's got a a nice brindle to the look of the the leaf i'm just, sorry Brindle, brindled. It's it's uh you know it's got these striations of. I'm I'm uh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know who you feel like you have been talking
1: to all this time, (laughs) but it's me, Bo
0: York. Use 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 your real words. Quit making up stuff. it does it has striations striations yeah yeah the striations of course striations
1: yeah well you know just pretend like you know what i'm talking
0: about you went to flowwood tech oh my gosh (laughs) i don't like
1: talking about that we've all got striations at this stage in life (laughs) (laughs) anyway it's a good looking pipe tobacco
0: Uh bow and it's and it's got these little strips in it that make it look nice so anyway i i like uh it's very it's always satisfying to open up a tin of brunello flake yeah Anyway, this tobacco it, it's a little more full-bodied, I think, than some because of the burly content that's there. It's a little more forward, uh, and then of course you have this kind of uh, musty floralness that that comes in from the orientals. That's uh, that's very very pleasing. So I think this has a pretty good moisture uh, for it for you to immediately take it out, prepare it, and then put it in your pipe. Again, like so many tins, you know, you're gonna have folks that that just like to you know let it um, let it kind of you know, sit there for a little bit and dry out. There's a distinct honey note with this that I get that is very pleasing, but it's not like just a, just a raw honey. I mean, it's just a, it's a effervescent, you know, very, it's in the background, but it's certainly there and I, I, and I get it. Uh, as I smoke the tobacco, and then there is the the zestiness of those Virginias that uh, just has a nice kind of natural spice to it. This mm. this tobacco just touches a lot of different parts of my palate that I really like. It's something that I, I every time I smoke it, I'm like, why don't I smoke this more often? And I think it's uh you know I think it's a I think it's a good one to visit. Okay, let
1: me ask you, why don't you smoke it more often? Is it, uh, and I'm gonna ask to, I'm gonna ask you a, a, in a very direct way. Yeah, and you're gonna be mad at me for doing this. That's okay. Is it because it's a Savinelli? Like is it is it just not top of mind for that reason? I I don't know. I mean to to be honest with you, I because I smoke you
0: know tobaccos off the beaten path. Yeah,
1: but see that's the problem.
0: This is it's not, not just... in my face a lot, right? And so I don't think of it as often, mm-hmm. probably. Okay, yeah, probably so. That's interesting. And people don't come into the shop necessarily asking for right. it, right? And so it's not. It just doesn't rise up to the top of my awareness as much you know yep. and when you're surrounded by all this tobacco constantly you're you, you know it's just not one of those that comes into your uh your you know the forefront of your um your mind very often so yeah i don't know it, it's one of those though i think i should smoke more often because i really like it you know medium to full bodied uh, the flavoring i i think it does have a little bit of topping there, but it's very mild. And so this is a great, uh, what I would consider, you know, a non-aromatic tobacco that is interesting for a lot of folks that have already been introduced to flake tobaccos that like Virginia's, but want something maybe a little stronger. And with the element of those oriental leaves, the Macedonian leaves that are there, it just makes it, uh, gives it a little different texture to it. A little, uh, that floral kind of mustiness that's there. It's uh, it's very, Very pleasant. And so, you know, it's something that if you're a Flake smoker, if you're a Virginia smoker, you want to mix it up maybe you don't smoke Latakia or not big on aromatics. This, uh, this would be a good one for you to visit. And, and I think if you're like me, you'll, uh, you'll wish
1: you smoked it more. All right. Well, there you go. Well, Hey, we, there's a great, two great flake tobaccos that hopefully folks have been educated on. I love the fact that because of the connection point of them both being flake tobaccos, it gave us an excuse to kind of revisit and give that crash course up front because yeah. I feel like a lot of people who do come to tobacco talks, especially kind of newer pipe smokers wanting to try some different things and expand that palate. It's kind of a good opportunity to get some of those uh, linguistic skills advanced. You know, learn about the striations uh, that <laughs> exist in the pipe tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> striations. You kiss your mother with that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know what? There is something I use my mouth for. And w- what is it, Bo? Those are smoking pipes from Missouri, Bearsville. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so <laughs> are there some great pipes with striations from they, Missouri Marsha? Dude,
0: they have the most striated pipes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's uh, it, they they are exquisite, man. Missouri Marsha makes some great pipes, obviously, but they right. make some specifically great pipes for smoking flake tobacco. Yeah, you know those of us that like taste flake, the striations, taste <laughs> the striations, uh, the brindled striations. The brindle. <laughs> He's not gonna let me live this down. Uh, so. <laughs> today I'm recommending that you try some of these tobaccos out of a... I'm just a simple country pipe tobacconist and uh, let me tell you about the brindled striations (laughs) (laughs) of
1: this fine tobacco. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
0: mercy. Missouri Bishop! Yeah. Um, I, today I'm recommending you try some of these delicious flake tobaccos out of a Diplomat Fifth Avenue corncob pipe.
1: Mm, it's yeah.
0: it's uh, one of their one of their better selling pipes. It's one of their more generous bowls in a, a mainline production pipe that they make, and uh, it's a it's a very popular design. Tall cylindrical bowl. Uh, it's very handsome, clean profile. Comes in a straight and a bent variety. And uh, you can also get it in a two pipe gift set, which is really nice. Uh, you know, so if you wanted to get one of each or give it as a gift, keep one and give one away. Maybe have a couple on hand for a friend. The Diplomat Fifth Avenue corn cob also has the ability to accept a six millimeter filter. Uh, you don't have to use it, but it's an option for you if you tend to smoke more wet or have trouble keeping a tobacco. Dry uh, in the pipe. So, um, anyway, check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a high quality pipe, one of their better sellers. And, and it has that tall, narrow bowl that is generous, but it is tall and narrow. And so it's uh, it's, it's really good for flake tobaccos and particularly Virginias. So, uh, check it out. Go to corncobpipe.com. And uh, of course, you can order it and they'll send it right to your front door.
1: That's right. And of course, you know, one of the great things about any of these tobacco talks when we're kind of showcasing different pipe tobaccos, we want to make sure that you're able to kind of get all those different flavor profiles that's why we always love mentioning our friends at Missouri Meerschaum so that you can get that uh, that great cool clean smoke every single time to get all of those different flavors and experiences Uh, and of course we do thank our friends at Missouri Meerschaum for sponsoring
2: this show
1: Quick Fire the with the squire. squire. Quick Fire Quest Jones! Ow! All right, man. That's right. I'm, I'm throwing you off a little bit. You I mean, are? Yeah, you did not expect I this. was expecting something different. Do you feel brindled right now? I feel striated. <laughs> here we go. These are, these are coming in from Pastor Nathan. All right? Pastor okay. Nathan wrote in some quick fire questions for us. And uh, yeah. All right. Here we go. You ready? Yep. All right. Ice cream or sherbet? Ice cream, but I love sherbet. But ice cream. Did I ever tell you I used to work at TCBY? Yeah, like back in the day. Yeah, you know I used to work at
0: TCBY. Did you?
1: It was it the one that was like in next to like the old blockbuster in that like large thing, and they had the pop across from Snowbiz. No. Oh. That's
0: not the one. <laughs> All right. Now I worked at the one way out in Rankin County. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because there was one there for a little bit.
1: I work. I I, I can't. I'm trying to remember. Like This was, was high school. It's like I was like it's the one next to that girl's house, but you don't know her. I'm like I, they used to. These guys used to race cars, but you don't know them. So that, that I don't know. If
0: TCBY may be a regional thing. So if you're not, if you don't know what we're talking about, TCBY
1: is a uh, the the country's best yogurt. I thought TCBY is a bankrupt thing. Are they still around? I don't know. Oh, right, anyway, yeah. Uh, it was quite good. But anyway, so that's the thing. Uh, you know how? And I mean, if you go now, it's like you know self serve type situations <laughs> right. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so everybody's had the experience at this point of you know pouring that. Back in the day, kids. Uh, you, you couldn't do it yourself you had a, a professional behind the counter <laughs> uh, a college kid who studied his entire week to get there and learn how to pull a lever that's right
0: Was <laughs> and was probably uh probably eating the uh whipped cream right out of the jar right, or right out of the
1: canister <laughs> or whatever <laughs> you did you did get free ice cream i yep. mean they didn't technically say you could do that but you did do it yeah uh but that's the thing so i remember very specifically though one tank had sherbert on the one side and like vanilla ice uh, ice cream or soft serve on on the other side. Yeah. And so you know how you can always do the swirl. That's the what you got? want. The striated swirl. The striated swirl. Right. And so it's great when you do it, you know, two two different ice creams because yeah. it's the same consistency. Yeah. Try to imagine like sherbet and like soft serve ice cream trying to meld. Uh huh. It tasted amazing, but it looked weird. It looked weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's two different consistencies. You That's know? exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It was striated. Uh, I'm gonna go with ice cream as well. <laughs> Did I use it right that time? Anyway, uh, misquoted movies or mistaken lyrics? Uh, Mistaken lyrics.
0: Blinded by the light. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, we were doing that earlier today. It's like, whatever, we're not going to quote not, this on air, air but yeah, I mean, there's, there, yeah.
1: there's some terrible mistaken
0: lyrics out yeah. there that are really, really fantastic.
1: Interesting. Okay. Misquoted movies kind of drive. I, I quote movies a lot and I, I will make movie quotes when I'm the only person in the room that gets it and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. Typically, if I'm cracking myself up, I'm good, which is a lot. <laughs> which is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and but when I hear somebody misquote a movie, I have to fight not to correct them. Yeah, but lyrics, I think I'm okay with. Okay, because you can always like blinded by the light, <laughs> you know, like you can you can figure it out. <laughs> regret or doubt? Ooh,
0: we got deep. All Gosh, of a sudden. neither regret or doubt. Huh. Uh, Oof. I don't want to pick either one of those. Well, so I guess I'd rather have doubt than regret. Yeah. So, yeah, could,
1: I think I'd rather have doubt than regret. Yeah. Well, is it about like, did you do something and you regret doing it? Or is it that you regret that you didn't do something? Because I'd rather regret doing something than regret not doing something, if that makes sense. I don't want either. Well, I mean, yeah, I'd rather have doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my point is like, yeah. I guess. All right. So I'm going to choose regret between the two. Uh, because I feel like you learn from regret. Even if you don't do something, you still learn that you should have done something. Yeah, sure. And so you are able to kind of move forward, having learned something.
0: I don't know. We, you know, in every I go to a little Anglican church, and if, for every Sunday we read this confessional, uh, right before we take the Eucharist, and, right. and it's the it's the common confession, and it's 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 asking the Lord for forgiveness for things we have done and things we have left undone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm and both those things are so they they carry so much weight to me yeah. that I'd just rather have doubt.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Give me some doubt. That makes sense. Uh stained clothes or wrinkled clothes? Gosh, this is terrible. Wrinkled, right? I guess I'd rather have wrinkled because someday I can unwrinkle them. There's all I don't have got. But small... a stained clothes, you kind of you just gotta throw it out. Dude, I'm such a messy eater. Like that, like I'm sure I've got like grease all over the shirt that <laughs> I'm wearing. Gravy right stains. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd rather have wrinkled clothes, but I got a lot of stained clothes. <laughs> <So I'm> fortunate. <laughs> Fortunately, my wife is a chemist, so she's able to get it that's true. Out. Your little potions. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, cherished or respected. Hmm cherished (sighs) respected i think i think respected for me yeah it's okay that's good i think i've i've been cherished when i wish i would have been respected yeah and i don't know that i've ever been respected even even by people that i may have wanted to cherish me i actually cherish their respect more than i would have respected their cherish (laughs) 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 but cherish for you yeah i think so yeah yeah that's because everybody respects you i don't think so and that's okay But well, we all cherish you at least no, I respect you Of course I do Come you on re- man. You respect me Yes I know you do But I, I don't I don't have to
0: be respected by everybody I cherish you man
1: Oh thank you Yeah
0: I respect you both Oh thanks brother <laughs> Alright well there you
1: go Pastor Nathan make Those it.
0: are deep man Well it's some of them Some of them were the ice cream and syrup <laughs> Yeah that's true <laughs> from ice cream and sherbet to regret or
1: doubt that's a pastor right there God, you know, that's a that's wait. a let's have a coffee and talk about whatever and then we're getting deep all Can't of we a sudden go back to boxers and briefs or something no. like <laughs> whatever it's 2022 man we gotta we gotta we gotta up up, up, our game, I know, up, right? up our game pastor nathan thank you so much for those and hey if you've got some quick fire questions for us send them into the show that's show at country squire your thoughts your, your
2: comments, comments. Listener
1: Feedback. Listener Feedback. Mm -hmm. All right. Listener Feedback coming in from Thad. This is like a mystery. Okay. Yeah. I feel like uh, we need to hear that. That's kind of fun. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Um, This is rather bizarre, but I swore I listened to an episode where JD discussed Chaconne number four pipe tobacco. This, in my mind, was a year or a year and a half ago. But I cannot find the episode. For the life of me, I recently revisited the Trick or Treat episode from 2019, and he mentioned Chacombe number two, but nothing, nothing of The Flake number four. Did this happen? Am I crazy? If I did, if it did happen, which episode? Please help! I'm begging! And this is from Thad. Uh, Thad, I don't have an answer. We for have him. no You clue. have an answer for him? No, not at all. We but, haven't been able to find this. Well, see, this is the thing, though. This is why I'm putting it out to the listening group, because this, are to the audience, because what we have is amazing listeners. We've got folks who have listened from that the beginning. know our content better than we do. Well, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. That is absolutely true. I, I actually, I think about the fact that, like, a lot of times like, we'll we'll reference things that we've said before, and we're, like, you're like, oh yeah, are like, yeah, I kind of remember that, and our listeners are, like, you said it five episodes ago. <laughs> you know, like, very <laughs> cognizant of it, I do that all the. The time when i listen to podcasts but at the same time man uh, we also have people like newer listeners who are listening to like content as it's coming out yeah. as well as backlog and so i just have a feeling if like the thousands of folks that are out there listening like a good handful of those are doing that you know backlog as they're listening to new content yeah and a small fraction maybe just one person may have heard that and if that's the case we're putting it out there thad and seeing you know if uh, if the if the connections lined is up is that an
0: indictment on us that we don't have some kind of system to be able to pull like well where what episode we talked about what in so I'll put it this way. Because I just don't know. Is I it, mean, that, I will say Chacombe number 4 and number 2 have not been out that long. It's, it's not a... Is that so right? It, they haven't been out all that long. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking within the last three years
1: right. they've been introduced. So um, we don't... I mean, like, this is true. I mean, I think a good criticism of Country Squire Radio is yeah. that our metadata is not very rich. And for a short time, we've had different people kind of volunteer and kind of write show notes. Yeah. But even then, it's like, it's like for a window of time because people got lives, people got jobs. It's you know, it's it's a lot to to kind of great create that. It's hard. It is. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, maybe maybe we need to be more forward thinking. I will say this: part of that is actually more of a statement for how long this show has been <laughs> on the uh, on the air, because podcasting has like the technology behind podcasting yeah. has evolved. Over the course of our runtime, in fact, we have changed three different hosting platforms over the course of our show. Wow! And we've talked about it before. If, well, you know, if if, if and when that day comes that the asteroid like knocks out, you know, Country Squire from from <laughs> orbit, and it stays, it'll probably move to a different hosting platform. Yeah, sure. To benefit from some of the newer technologies that you can put in, and you can like, you know, for example, you can. Uh, uh, they've got uh, the. Dynamic ad, dynamic ad insertion now, right? So you can actually yeah. put in ads on all of your backlog of content, and you're able to monetize it. You know, from that standpoint, I historically have fought against that. I was one of the biggest naysayers for that because it is such a disruptive listening experience. Yeah, and ironically, someone's probably listening to this twenty years from now, right now. Yeah, and they've heard a dynamic inserted ad. That's so at weird. that point, you know, isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so hi, future people who survived the. Z- Zeta 4 3000 variants <laughs> and the zombie <laughs> apocalypse that came thereafter. Uh, maybe. <laughs> But you know what? Lane one Q
0: will still be the it most popular, be popular tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It will still be the most popular yes. tobacco and you'll still be able to smoke it out of a doggone Missouri mirror. There
1: you go. Man. That's, that's some some things never change and some things do. So there it is. Uh, but no, I so it's really it's it's interesting. That's great. Um, we, yeah. it, you know, so I'm, I'm putting it out there. i I'm, I'm putting it to the listeners to see it if it if yeah, because we knows. just don't know. It's we a mystery. Know. It's a mystery that needs to be solved. <laughs> <laughs> so the truth is out there That's that's the thing right The truth is out there From the X-Files I don't Yeah The truth is out there It is Alright Hey uh, Hopefully y'all enjoyed this uh, If we want to make sure That y'all can keep up with us Throughout the week You can follow John David At John David Cole You can follow the Country Squire At underscore Country Squire Or the show at Squire Radio But all that information And more can be found At CountrySquireRadio.com Well John David You did not flake out Even though it's your birthday And you could have flaked On your birthday
0: Striation noun a pattern of lines or grooves on the surface of something so i did use it right and with... that is from the cambridgedictionary.org so i used it right i know you used it right and
1: you probably used it right. i think at the end with the ice cream <laughs> you, i said it was striated you and your striated sherbert i think it's, i i think i nailed it
0: let's go have a day
1: <laughs> <laughs> see you brother bye bye